Well, Lent is, as you know, a time for giving things up. And so this year I've given up the things that I usually do. Kumquats, cigars, skydiving. It's a struggle, but I think I'm a better person for it. There are some things that are so essential, however, that we can't give them up even if we wanted to. Water, for instance. What I learned years ago in intensive survival training, well, okay, actually I was 13 years old and in the Boy Scouts, was that when you're lost or stranded, the first priority is to find water. The human body can survive for a week or so without food, some of us for much longer, depending on how much we have stored, but we can't store water. And after two or three days without water, we begin to die. And so it was with the people of Israel in the desert at, Man- at Massa and Meribah. They were thirsty and they were dying. God had freed them from slavery with spectacular demonstrations of power and had led them through the desert behind pillars of fire and cloud. But all of those special effects were forgotten when they were thirsty. God heard their cries and sent them water. In our gospel today, Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman at the well at Shechem. In these villages, the well was the center of people's lives, and it's likely that the village was there only because that's where the water was. It was a communal resource, and several times a day, the village women would have to go to the well to get water, and travelers would appear there also to replenish their supply. It's appropriate that Jesus would choose a well as the place to make himself known. And his encounter with this woman, Jesus reveals who he is and what eternal life is all about. The woman was shocked that he chose to speak to her. After all, the ancient animosities between their peoples and the difference in status between men and women formed a huge gulf between them. But Jesus bridges that gulf, and even as he asks for water, he offers her eternal life. Now, she's not just a Samaritan and a woman, she is also a notorious sinner. But she's not stupid. She has the courage to engage Jesus in a discussion about the coming Messiah. And when Jesus claims that title for himself, she runs to tell her neighbors. And that makes her one of the first evangelists. As a result of her proclamation, the rest of the people in the town come to believe in him. This is important. The disciples of Jesus are afraid during this encounter. And they wouldn't dare to ask him questions. And instead, they are preoccupied with whether he's had anything to eat or whether someone else fed him when they weren't looking. The ones who we might expect to have the important personal relationship with Jesus entirely miss the point of this encounter. And the least likely person, this Samaritan woman, is the one who probes and understands and spreads the good news. 
This should be pretty humbling for those of us who claim to be disciples. There is no guarantee that we will be the ones who understand what God is up to, and we had better not presume that those who are outside our faith community are beyond God's grasp, even if they may be beyond ours. The Holy Spirit is at work in places and in people that we wouldn't imagine. Today, we are faced with a global health crisis and authorities, national and local, are struggling to balance the common good and our economic and even spiritual well-being with an invisible enemy that we are still figuring out. People are hoarding toilet paper and clearing the supermarket shelves and wondering if they should venture out in public. There is a palpable sense of fear in the air, and it's not unjustified. We are afraid that our wells are running dry. But here's the funny thing about wells. The water runs underground, and it bubbles up where it will. We can probe with drills and pipes, and maybe we'll find water. But to insist on looking for it only where we want it to be means that we may be thirsty for a long time. God's grace is moving all around us, often in people that we find difficult, inconvenient, contemptible, or just unnoticed. We are together facing weeks or months of a changed social and economic landscape that will challenge us to find where God's grace is at work in our communities and in ourselves. Lent is an introspective time when we pray and fast and re-examine where God is working in our lives and calling us to repentance. Today's readings are a reminder that in our introspection, we should remember to be alert for God's presence and action outside of ourselves, in unexpected places and people. And so when that well opens up before you, drink and find renewed life.